Chapter thirty six of Miss Marchbanks. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Miss Marchbanks by Mrs. Oliphant. Chapter thirty six. It was the very day after the marriage, and two or three days after this conversation, that Mr. Cavendish left Carlingford he went to spend the winter in italy which had long been a dream of his as he explained to some of the young ladies most of whom had the same dream without the enviable power of carrying it out he made very brief and formal adieu to lucilla to the extreme amazement of all the surrounding world and then disappeared leaving just at the moment after the excitement of the marriage was over when grange lane stood most in need of somebody to rouse its drooping spirits a wonderful blank behind him lucilla said much less about her feelings on this occasion than she was in the habit of doing but there could be no doubt that she felt it and felt it acutely and the worst of it was that it was she who was universally blamed for the sudden and unexplained departure of the most popular man in carlingford some people thought he had gone away to escape from the necessity of proposing to her and some of the more friendly and charitable disposition believed with mrs chiley that lucilla had refused him and some who were mostly outsiders and of a humble class were of opinion that miss marchbanks had exercised all her influence to send mr cavendish out of the way of barbara lake it was with this impression that rose made her way one of those foggy autumn mornings through the fallen leaves with which the garden was carpeted to see if any explanation was to be got from lucilla the art inspectors from marlborough house had just paid her annual visit to carlingford and had found the female school of design in a condition which as they said in their report warranted the warmest encomiums and rose had also won a prize for her veil in the exhibition at kensington of ornamental art these were triumphs which would have made the little artist overwhelmingly happy if they had not been neutralized by other circumstances but as it was they only aggravated the difficulties of the position in which she found herself she came to lucilla in a bonnet a circumstance which of itself was solemn and ominous for generally that portentous article of dress which was home-made and did not consist with cheerful dispositions was reserved by rose for going to church and her soft cheeks were pale and the hazel eyes more dewy than usual though it was rain and not dew that had been falling from them during these last painful days i am ashamed to ask you such a question said rose but i want you to tell me lucilla if you know why mr cavendish has gone away she will not come and ask you herself or rather i would not let her come for she is so passionate one does not know what she might not do you have behaved a little strange lucilla said the straightforward rose if he cared for her and she cared for him you had no right to come and take him away my dear i did not take him away said miss marchbanks i had to talk to him about some business that was all it is disgraceful of barbara to bother you about it who are only a baby and oughtn't to know anything lucilla cried rose with flashing eyes i am seventeen and i will not put up with it any longer it is all your fault 
what right had you to come and drag us to your great parties we are not as rich as you nor as fine but we have a rank of our own cried the little artist you have a great deal more money but we have some things that money cannot buy you made barbara come and sing and put things into her head and you made me come though i did not want to why did you ask us to your parties lucilla it is all your fault lucilla was in a subdued state of mind as may have been perceived and answered quite meekly i don't know why you should all turn against me like this she said more sadly than surprised it is unkind of you to say it was my fault i did not expect it from you when i have so many vexations miss marchbanks added she sat down as she spoke after being repulsed by rose with an air of depression which was quite unusual to her for to be blamed and misunderstood on all sides was hard for one who was always working in the service of her fellow-creatures and doing everything for the best as for rose her heart smote her on the instant have you vexations lucilla she said in her innocence it was the first time such an idea had entered into her mind i don't think i have anything else said lucilla though even as she said it she began to recover her spirits i do all i can for my friends and they are never pleased and when anything goes wrong it is always my fault perhaps if you were not to do so much rose began to say for she was in her way a wise little woman but her heart smote her again and she restrained the truism and then after a little pause she resumed her actual business i am ashamed to ask you but do you know where mr cavendish is lucilla said rose she is breaking her heart because he has gone away did he never go to say good-bye nor anything asked miss marjoribanks she was sorry for it was quite the contrary of the advice she had given but still it would be wrong to deny that mr cavendish rose still higher in lucilla's opinion when she heard it i don't know any more than everybody knows he has gone to italy but he will come back and i suppose she can wait miss marjoribanks added with perhaps a touch of contempt for my part i don't think she will break her heart it is because you do not know her said rose with some indignation for at seventeen a broken heart comes natural oh lucilla it is dreadful and i don't know what to do cried the little artist changing her tone i am a selfish wretch but i cannot help it it is as good as putting an end to my career and just after my design has been so successful and when papa was so proud and when i thought i might have been a help it is dreadful to think of one's self when her heart is breaking but i shall have to give up everything and i-i can't help feeling it lucilla cried rose with a sudden outburst of tears all this was sufficiently unintelligible to miss marjoribanks who was not the least in anxiety about barbara's breaking heart tell me what is the matter and perhaps we can do something said lucilla forgetting how little her past exertions had been appreciated and rose with equal inconsistency dried her tears at the sound of miss marjoribanks reassuring voice i know i am a wretch to be thinking of myself she said she cannot be expected to stay and sacrifice herself for us after all she has suffered she has made up her mind and advertised in the times and nothing can change it now she is going out for a governess lucilla going for a what 
said miss marchbanks who could not believe her ears for a governess said rose calmly for though she had been partly brought up at mount pleasant she had not the elevated idea of an instructress of youth which might have been expected from a pupil of that establishment she has advertised in the times rose added with quiet despair with no objections to travel i would do anything in the world for barbara but one can't help thinking of one's self sometimes and there is an end of my career when she had said this she brushed the last tear off her eyelashes and sat straight up a little martyr and heroic victim to duty her eye though fixed on empty space beamed keen with honour but still there was a certain desperation in the composure with which rose regarded after the first outburst the abandonment of all her hopes she's a selfish thing said lucilla indignantly she always was a selfish thing i should like to know what she can teach anybody if i were you and your papa i certainly would not let her go away i don't see any reason in the world why you should give in to her and let her stop your-your career you know why should you i would not give in to her for one moment if i were your papa and you why should i said rose because there is nobody else to do anything lucilla fleda and dreda are such two little things and there are all the boys to think of and poor papa it is of no use asking why if i don't do it there will be nobody to do it said rose with big tears coming to her eyes her career was dear to her heart and those two tears welled up from the depths but then there would be nobody else to do it a consideration which continually filters out the people who are good for anything out of the muddy current of the ordinary world and your pretty drawings and the veil and the school of design cried lucilla you dear little rose don't cry it never can be permitted you know she cannot teach anything and nobody will have her she is a selfish thing though she is your sister and if i were your papa and you it would be no good said rose she will go whatever anybody may say she does not care said the little martyr and the two big tears fell making two big round blotches upon the strings of that bonnet which lucilla had difficulty in keeping her hands off but when she had thus expressed her feelings rose relented over her sister she has suffered so much here how can any one ask her to sacrifice herself to us said the young artist mournfully and i am quite happy said rose quite happy it makes all the difference it is her heart you know lucilla and it is only my career and this time the tears were dashed away by an indignant little hand barbara's heart if she had such an organ had never in its existence caused such bitter drops but as for lucilla what could she do she could only repeat if i was your papa and you with a melancholy sense that she was here balked and could do no more for even the aid of miss marchbanks was as nothing against dead selfishness and folly the two most invincible forces in the world instead of taking the business into her own hands and carrying it through triumphantly as she had hitherto been in the habit of doing lucilla could only minister to the sufferer and keep up her courage and mourn over the career thus put in danger barbara's advertisement was in the newspapers and her foolish mind was made up and the hope that nobody would have her was a forlorn hope 
for somebody always does have the incapable people as miss marjoribanks was well aware and the contralto had been of some use in grange lane and a little in grove street and it would be difficult either in the one sphere or the other to find any one to fill her place it was thus amid universal demolition that christmas approached and miss marjoribanks ended the first portion of her eventful career End of chapter thirty six recording by Marisol Quee